I'll kick it her off, get her going, drinking a detour. Got the froth and the mustache. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Burdoon Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh. Uh, I'm your host of this wonderful podcast, bringing you all the news to all the bullshit we spew about the end of the world every week. So here with me is Tyler Shaftsma, as always. Hip, hip, hooray! Yeah, crack, cracking a beer, uh, freshly shaved. Yeah, you, you lost the, the mullet. I can't believe it. Freshly shaved. No more fucking ape drape on me anymore. Uh, it's down. It's weird because, look, I got tan lines. I got mullet tan lines. Because <laughs> I, I had it for two months, all of June and July. And, of course, you're going to be in the sun if, you're in a, if you have a mullet. You're always in the sun. Spend a lot of time in the sun. All right. Uh, with us today, we have a guest. We haven't had a guest in a while, which is exciting. Uh, it's a good friend of ours from Hamilton, Ontario. He's a stand-up comedian, very funny guy, Chris Adiranti. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, thanks Chris for joining us. Yeah, I'm I, doomed, so it feels good. It feels <laughs> right. You good? Feels yeah. It feels right. Uh, you're on yeah, we're like, podcast. who's doomed? <laughs> yeah, we just go through our contact yeah, like, list and just try and figure yeah, it out. Like, who, yeah, who's fucked? Chris is pretty doomed. <laughs> we probably get, get him on the horn. We got to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up before he dies. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the new direction for the show. I think Brandon, we just get all our friends who we think are going to die soon. <laughs> other yeah, other, <laughs> other people who have existential dread. It's like yeah, we're therapy for each other. It's like a support yeah. group. <laughs> But no, it's good to have you on. It's good to good yeah, to have I'm just joshing other around. perspectives on here. Of course. Yeah, yeah buddy. We don't uh, want you to die, Chris. Of course not. We're no, not. Wants me. <laughs> Fuck, I thought I was going to die last night, boys. I uh, I got Tell my I got my second vax yesterday. Uh just, oh. a, just a walk-in too. Easy walk-in. I got the double you just got whatever in. they gave you. Oh, you No, no, no. I got to choose. They actually like. I'm like, you didn't just go to Terry down in Vic Park, did you? Because that ain't COVID. He's shooting up. Yeah, you got just grab a grab the dose out of like a Halloween bag. You get what you get. Yeah, yeah Pfizer. Yeah, it's it's more fun than Pfizer. Yeah, you do you do the like random like fucking you know pick a put a quarter in see what they give you, you <laughs> a little candy machine at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, so it was sweet. Yeah, I got I got the shot, no problem. Uh, arm wasn't even that sore all day long. And then I no. I wake up in the middle of the night, just like in this weird state. My whole body is like buzzing. And I'm like, I definitely didn't take an edible. So like, it's not that. And like, I felt nauseous. So I got up thinking I was going to puke. And then I started getting the chills, right? And like, that freaked me out. Because then I'm like yeah. trying to get back to my bedroom in the pitch black with a glass of water just spilling everywhere because I'm shaking. <laughs> You're that That's fucked brutal. up? Yeah. You're that fucked up? But did oh, you have like cold sweats and shit? Yeah. And then I got real hot once the uh, chills went away. And then uh, I started having delirium, <laughs> which I didn't know. I think it was just because I was tired and I was basically... Some days I think sleep. you got a touch of that anyway. Yeah. What's the is delirium when you like laugh? Like, no, like, not really. Like, you're just kind oh. of, it's kind of like hallucinating, but you're, oh. you know, it's not something crazy. It's just like a normal mundane thing. That's what, but I, I kept thinking I was like a food vendor, like, you know, at like ballparks, like <laughs> walking around like, sleep? yeah, just get your hot dogs, get your hot dogs. Just walking around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I was laying in bed. Every time I would turn over, 
I would just like walk down like a different aisle of the wherever I was vending food. <laughs> it was very confusing. <laughs> You're selling hot dogs in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Partially awake though. I was like I, I was still conscious. I could still see the room. Was there part of you was there part of your mind that was like this is the fucking like simulation 5G. <laughs> they they've programmed me to be a hot dog vendor now. Yeah. Like I am forever now. <laughs> Yeah, like I get a job at the Rogers Center. <laughs> it's not so bad. Some people get like the their face just starts slacking, or like people get like really bad problems from their vaccine. But I wouldn't mind just like oh, spending the rest of my life being a hot dog vendor just because I took a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you crazy, and you think you're a hot dog vendor forever. That's There's right. worse. Things. If you're as long as you're happy, dude. Tyler, remember me and Tyler went to college together in Sheridan, and we had a hot dog guy there, Mitch. You remember him? Mitch. Old Mitch. I haven't thought about Mitch in forever. Fuck yeah, I remember yep. Mitch. Man, <laughs> this guy was like the like Sheridan College hot dog vendor guy, oh, yeah. but he was he was like a freelancer. Like He didn't work for anyone but himself, right? <laughs> he didn't even have top. a fucking yeah. permit. He just no, no, he, no he didn't have a permit. They kicked him out all the time because he didn't have a permit. <laughs> just firing off Schneiders <laughs> from the grocery store. <laughs> fucking great. Great. But dude, he's if that's someone dedicated to his job, like he was so happy every night just feeding us drunk kids a bunch of hot dogs. Yeah, that'd be a funny documentary if you guys like try to track him down just to see where he's at. Well, this is the craziest thing because like like Tyler said, he kept getting kicked out, right? So no one's seen him in a while. It's like winter time. Anyways, like I'm partying with some people and we go back to their apartment just across the street from the school. I'm walking down the hall and I see this guy like throwing garbage down the garbage chute. I'm like, that guy's familiar. Turns around, it's Mitch. He's like, hey, Mitch, buddy. And like, at least he acted like you knew who I was and he just got all friendly and happy. He's like, what's up, guys? You want some hot dogs? <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. And he, and he invited us in and we ate hot dogs and we watched it in living color. <laughs> he went back oh, to me. Yeah. I remember I ran into you later that night and I was like, all drunk. Brandon, where have you been? And you're like, I was just at Mitch the hot dog guy's place <laughs> eating <laughs> hot dogs in his apartment. Watching in living color. I'm like, take me there. I want hot dogs. Yeah. Was it, yo, were the hot dogs, were the hot dogs you ate at his house like same as the hot dogs he sold? Or were they like different kinds of hot dogs? Or the exact I same? I couldn't tell. I, I'm always drunk when I eat his They're hot dogs. True. Fair enough. <laughs> They're hot probably dogs the dogs. same, man. I wonder if he's just like, you know. No, he was pretty ready though. He had toppings ready using to go. His own, using his own product. That, <laughs> that guy must have had some test vaccine back in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just turned into a hot dog vendor. All I know how to cook is hot dogs. <laughs> Come back to my house and eat hot dogs. <laughs> Watch funny shows. Oh, dear God. All right. Oh, well, man. You, got your, you got a second vax there, Chris? <laughs> I do not working your way there it's easy now apparently just yeah it is apparently but i uh yeah i, I haven't yet so i don't know man i now after hearing my story probably not gonna want to get it <laughs> yeah just i don't know i just feel a little bit hesitant like i hear some people with just like some some weird stories and i don't know i just i'm just hesitant to do it i don't know why yeah I, uh, from it yeah after the first one i thought that my dog could read my mind for the day <laughs> and then, i was like he knows something's inside of me 
I shouldn't be there. And then the second one, I was fine, but I ate a bunch of McDonald's and smoked a bunch of weed. So I was, I was felt sick, but I just blamed it on everything else toxic <laughs> that I put in my body. I just filled yeah, my body with other toxins. I got a little drunk that night too. That's, that's, it's yeah. it's really hard to track that's, down what's fucking you up. Then <laughs> you know, there's drugs everywhere. Governments. It is it's drugs. true. It's so funny too. Like all the symptoms of COVID like just sound like the symptoms of like opiate withdrawal. I'm just like, oh I think I know the cure to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck all the symptoms are the same. Like you said, well, even I know you didn't is okay. Let me ask you something. When you get the vaccine and you feel sick like that, is that supposed to mimic the symptoms of the actual virus? Is that what it's doing? I don't know. It's something about your, it's something to do with your body. Just kind of, you know, boosting what it's already has kind of thing. So yeah. kind of, battles it and it, that you know in turn gives you chills that's like essentially your body trying to yeah, fight see, i didn't get any of that no nope. smoked weed well, all day and does. just sat in the sat in this sat in a slump yeah there's so many fucking man it's like people can like some like small person could just walk it off and then like the biggest, healthiest person could have trouble for like a week. It just seems so random. Yeah, I've seen some weird. people that have been totally knocked out for like a week. Like yeah. people you wouldn't think, like people you think are healthy. And that's what I think. Like the more healthy you are, the more it knocks you out. I'm a sick fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. I felt fine. That's a good point. That might, that you might have something there. That makes kind of sense. You know, yeah, your, uh, your your body's already good at that. Like, or I'm just I'm in, just like yeah. used to being sick, so my brain, like mentally, is used <laughs> to being sick. So it goes, yeah, you're sick again. Just deal with it. You know how to deal with this. Where everybody else is like, I'm worried. I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> so I was spilling water, man. It was annoying. Yeah. Like, it was funny. My girlfriend's she's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just like, they said this might happen. Just uncontrollable <laughs> shakes. It's like now yeah, it's a vibrating bed. <laughs> I'm scared like, of that. I don't know. I just don't want to fucking be out of commission for a few days. I'm a pussy when it comes to that too. Oh yeah. Well, that was last night. And like, I was, I went for a jog this afternoon. Like it's easy. Like it's out you of my fine system. Now? You feel oh, fine now? Oh, good. Oh, good. Your eyes oh, are okay. a little, your eyes are a little red. But that's for other reasons. Suspect. <laughs> Have you been doing drugs? Yes. Little, little, <laughs> little tiny gummies that taste like watermelon. The most dangerous drug. <laughs> it's funny that that's drugs now. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yo, have you guys seen the, uh, the mushroom candies? Yeah. I've had yeah, a chocolate bar. I have seen Oh, them. did you? Yeah, these were like gummies. They're called like 920, I think, or something. Manola's had one, though. And we ate them. They were like... Equivalent, I don't know. Like, I think there's eight squares in each one's equivalent to like half a gram or something. If you eat it, all right. How was that? Pretty cool. It tasted fucking real good. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't as potent as like real mushrooms, but it tasted so good that like you could eat the whole bar or two, and then you'd probably get the effect. Like I always get little. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I found yeah. too. I get like kind of nauseous, a little gut rot when I eat it. So, did you get anything like that, or is it pretty clean? No, actually, that's a good. That's a good point. I never thought of that, but yeah. A lot of times when I, if I eat mushrooms too, I get like, yeah, like bubble gut, I call it. And it's just like, 
feel like I gotta poop and yeah. fart all the time, and it just kind of hurts. <laughs> I, I do that. Not, I always feel like I gotta <laughs> fart, and then I go, then I go <laughs> yeah. sit on the toilet, and I'm like, feel like I'm constipated, and then they kick in. They always kick in in the washroom, and I'm just giggling <laughs> alone in the washroom. That happened. That happened in a hotel room with Manolis and Patrick in London, and like <laughs> everyone else having a good time, and I'm just in the washroom laughing my ass off, and then I hear them all stop, and I'm like, listen. To that. He just hears Shaftsman just cackling in the bathroom by himself. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I remember I was trying to puke the one time in the toilet, and I every time I leaned forward, I kept thinking the toilet was coming down on me, like the whole time. No, it was tough. It was tough. Um, but Chris, uh, as our guest here, we always ask our guests, like, what is your kind of number one end of the world scenario, like? either like what do you think is going to happen or like what is like the coolest end of the world scenario that's kind of your favorite keeps you up at night keeps you up at night yeah okay this man it's like it's it's tough to say now but when i was a kid like when i was as young as like nine ten years old yeah or maybe a little bit younger i was like terrified that there was going to be a nuclear war oh man i don't know so for whatever reason it was like going on with like i think saddam hussein in iraq around that time and just like the propaganda you hear, right, or whatever they want you to hear. And it's just like I remember thinking somehow I learned about, you know, mustard gas and like these bioweapons that would like turn you inside out. What, or were you like, hanging out with Tyler Shaftsman as a kid or something? <laughs> Jesus. No, why? Did he talk about this? Oh, he's got the anarchist. No, I just made a lot of bombs. He made a lot of bombs. <laughs> The anarchist Brandon just Brandon's like whatever bombs come up in nuclear warfare and napalm and he's like well you made napalm as a kid I'm like I put a little styrofoam in some gasoline all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm just highlighting you just in case something happens and you know we just yeah get, that I know they're gonna be coming to me first I used to be scared of that like my ideal one I would like to be like I would like for aliens to come here and just get rid of us annihilate and ruin us yeah and just like maybe if they want take some of us if we're compatible with wherever they live but i'd like for like for them to come like show themselves and it'd be pretty cool yeah and go like full avengers what's that one bad guy he just kind of split the world in half right killed he's like evenly kill half the people on earth it's just like aliens could pull that off yeah i mean and then i also think about like how crazy it is that you know you could just have a chunk of rock from fucking like space rock from god knows where coming at us and like it could be big enough that there's nothing we can do to avoid it right and we wouldn't know so it's like when that happens it's too late so like you think about that i think about that sometimes too yeah that one's like terrifying it's terrifying but almost like a room like as far as end of the world scenarios go like that one's kind of like the most romantic, right? Because every we're all experiencing it as a as a planet. That's a really good way to put it. And yeah, like, we're, we're the whole party Earth there. blows up at once, right? Yeah, if we're just gonna party Earth our ass. Up at we're, once. we're all in it together. Everyone's yeah. experiencing the same thing. Yeah, we're all just gonna so, party our asses off for like weeks straight and just like yeah. wait, waiting for this thing to come. And you I see it, the sky just getting bigger and bigger yeah. day by day, right? I used to fear that in college all the time. I get really baked and look out the window and just like, if like a big white light just like took us all out right now, like this that big white light just took us all out right now. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I just said the same thing. I love it. Yeah. I'm afraid of the big white light. <laughs> I think we all are by the sounds of it. Yeah, but, uh, Chris, you were afraid of atomic bombs as a kid. I was, I was the same thing, but I think 
the Terminator Two, and I saw that as a kid. That yeah. is, uh, that's what terrified that one scene. It's, that that kind of has everything. Dream it's like aliens and like. There's no aliens in man. Terminator Two. <laughs> Wasn't he an alien? Robots. Where did he come from? Robots, man, from yeah, the future. From Time traveling AI. Yeah, I, yo, I, I haven't seen Terminator One or Two. No. Ah, oh, you're missing. No, out. I have it on my list. I was talking about that the other day. I need to watch those. I've seen Number Terminator one's okay. Two is the best. Yeah, the for best. sure. But there's a scene where she's, yeah, she's like looking at this lovely park. She's imagining herself playing with her kid in the park. And there's a cityscape in the background of like yeah. L.A. or something. And then this atomic bomb drops and they all just melt. And she just blows. She just turns into bones or whatever. And for some reason, <laughs> that just, yeah, that stuck with me. Stuck with you? I was terrified. Is she, and is she seeing into the future when she sees it? Um, I think she's just having a dream sequence kind of thing, oh, okay. right? She's uh, the one trying to the take sequence. out. Yeah, it's 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 worth a watch, Chris. Yeah, Terminator Two, classic yeah, Arnie. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it today, tonight. <laughs> I have it on VHS, I believe. I can send oh, you yeah. a tape. <laughs> but I just got a VHS player for Christmas. Did you? I did. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got lots my of sister, tapes. My sister got me that and a couple tapes, just like yeah. Just to get we did started. weird Christmas. We do we do weird Christmas shit where we're just like, we all got to buy each other something from like Value Village. You got like twenty five bucks to spend or whatever, right? <laughs> like that's a good spend. one. A v- yeah, you just buy uh, buy some fucking cool shit or like you know what I mean. Sometimes you find something they'd actually like, so you get it. But mostly you just try and find like weird funny shit. But having a v- VHS player is good because I feel like you see those movies not as they were intended to be seen. But as they were released and seen by the mass public, like when we started actually seeing things how they were intended. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah. It's just like having a vinyl, right? Like you want to just look at the artwork. You want to just like flip in the bag, read the read the liner notes, right? Just Yeah, there's something like there's something nostalgic about seeing like the graininess of the like yeah. shitty quality video, you know what I mean? And that wasn't coming. That wasn't coming from the film they were shooting on, or the film Panavision cameras they were filming on. That was coming from the dumbing it down and putting on fucking cassette tapes, right? <laughs> Just wearing it down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm afraid of nuclear. Nuclear is kind of <laughs> well. <'cause>... <laughs> <laughs> nuclear. But you know what? It's funny that like you say that. Like me too. I was afraid of that shit. Or I still kind of am. But there's no movies about that that I'm scared of. Like if there's any movies about like you know nuclear war and shit like that, for some reason they don't scare me. I guess I don't know why. No, not the yeah. hunt for Red October. No, that's like the Cuban missile Cuba missile crisis and shit, right? Yeah, I think Isn't so. It? Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't scare me. No, I'm pretty tough. Didn't scare me. <laughs> pretty tough. That one didn't scare me. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, you know, if there is nuclear holocaust, there is there's going to be one place in the world that manages to save some important things, which is music. Got to save that music, right? So, all right. What kind of fucking segue is this? <laughs> I know. I'm I'm just, I'm getting better at segues. Or you are getting I can't better. Tell. I almost said, right. I almost didn't see it as a segue, but I didn't. I think you're doing great. Awesome. We're, all right. Let's roll into some more doom news. So this one, this one comes out of Norway. What does it mean? Oh, the, the news stories about music. Okay, go ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, getting ahead of yourself. So they've built this giant underground vault in Norway up around the Arctic Circle. Um, only just to store music, basically. They set up. They also wow. set up like a recording studio inside. 
and just like just a giant <laughs> selection of like music from like the very beginning of music recording all the way till now of like every country in the world every style of music right so, right how yeah, though so was like it, was it digital or fucking cassettes both it's, they, it's they, just they everything skid row cassettes and they have um <laughs> i don't know they have some like high-tech digital format and like the way the place is built it can like withstand a like a nuclear bomb which would take out all electronics anywhere else so like they got this yeah, that's crazy they got a few vaults. They got like a vault full of like like seeds of like every plant in the world kind of thing. Yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah, I heard about that bank. one. And now so it's at risk be- of flooding because of uh, global warming and all the oh. permafrost is melting and it's messing up the facility. Oh, they're gonna f- yeah. The vault like you got to make your vaults fucking strong. If we're like if a missile Common, goes off, yeah. yeah. If a missile goes off, it's just gonna destroy all your music in your vault. <laughs> it's, gonna rec- it's gonna melt all your vinyl. Yeah, but you won't know because you'll be dead. So you'll yeah. just think it's good. That's why, like, <laughs> I like when you hear the stories of them like shooting like digital. What did they like send a bunch of Beatles fucking songs to space? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send it out so fucking ro- aliens can find it. Yeah, I like that too. I think that's cool. What yeah, if they come here? Fish. What if the aliens come like, here and just demanding the Beatles? Like they just got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great. You get Paul and Ringo. Paul and Ringo. It's like what happened to the other two? What the other two were much better. It's like. <laughs> oh fuck! That's funny. But yeah, no, the Beatles, yeah, the Beatles are in this collection. Uh, it, it didn't really have a list, but it just said, you know, all kinds of like traditional music from around the world and stuff. So like, what would yeah, you well, put think, in there? Like, what's your uh, like end of the is, world? Like you'd want people to find a thousand years later music. Like, what would you put in there? Is Backseat Operation in there? No, that's my shitty high school <laughs> punk band. <laughs> just bury like that, that in the sand. But like, it, uh, I think it's such a cool idea because like you guys obviously probably know about like uh like the theory of what's his name Graham, Graham Hancock has right or like yeah uh, fingerprints of the gods that kind of thing and it's kind of like that really ever since I heard that it really like struck a chord and it made sense to me right yeah like it yeah. explained it could other explain civilizations so yeah yeah it could explain so much and like how the, the technologies back then we see things that like kind of look advanced but they're not because they yeah. are, but they're not. Because the technologies aren't like electronic, but they use other ways to kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's like, no so way. Like, there's yeah. no way civilization's linear. No. And we're just they were tu- again. tuning into different shit. Yeah. So I think like they did. They did somewhat of a good job of you know leaving us. If this, if that's the case, they did a pretty good job of leaving us shit to find. And yeah, we got to do a lot of figuring out. But like. If we could do that, just in case, you know, that same shit happens again in 12,000 years or whatever, then I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that that would be pretty nuts. Like some like, like tribal human like species, we've like evolved differently at this point, like finally finds it like a thousand years later. And they're just like, even if like, if they had a way to like actually play it and access it, but there's like, how would that shape society? Right. Something like that. If you think about like, what humans were like 10,000 years ago, right? You know, yeah. there's not even agriculture yet or agriculture is just kind of starting around then. And like, just finding like all this, just Led Zeppelin. <laughs> just all <laughs> just warp your world, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah like, what? I just seen like the albums, all the album work. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But back to the question, Chris, what 
are your bands that you put in the vault for oh, to preserve man. for the aliens? Well, my favorite bands that hit. That's my favorite band. Oh, the tragically hip. The tragically hip. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess if you got to represent Canada, that would probably. Yeah, that would be up there for sure. That'd be like near the top of my list for sure. And then, uh, you ever heard of the band Built to Spill? Milk they're like to spill. Kinda, they're like in Built to Spill. Yeah, they're kind of like an early '90s band. They're uh, I don't know. I really like them a lot. They had some good tunes. Right. Built to oh. Spill. Check them out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure gonna have sure to, man. Like, I feel like I know all early '90s bands. Yeah, check check this band out called Built to Spill. They're really actually like influential. They they did a few albums, but they're really influential on like guys that came after them. And yeah, really really good albums. Check them out. Nice. We'll those those would be out. if I could pick two. Those oh, and probably um, Dre Chronic two thousand one. I throw that into <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, to round it out a bit. Tyler, where do you, you what are you putting you in guess. there? You Ramones, <laughs> at least Road to Ruin. Yeah, for sure by the Ramones, and then I don't know, Brandon. You know me. I have that's all very, you. Yeah. I have a very slim musical taste. So I'm gonna put the queers in there too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Screeching screech weasel. No, I uh, propaganda. How to clean everything? Yeah, should go in there, and then you get Canada yep. and a record that says a lot of good things, and the Ramones, and then maybe I don't know some fucking bubblegum pop. <laughs> right on. the fucking yeah. the fucking you know the I mean, I, uh, one two three one two three green light the fruit gum tree company <laughs> from the 60s <laughs> i don't know <laughs> one, two, three, green light. If, if this vault is just made up of our music it's gonna be they're gonna be confused <laughs> like that is why i'm like collecting all the records that I listened to as a kid is so that like somebody will find them, whether it's like my cousin's kids or some little kid will find these records hopefully and be like, this music's either really cool or what the fuck was Tyler listening to? But like, I don't know. I just got like a, I got a Guttermouth record last week. I was telling my dad that story, Brandon, when we went and saw Guttermouth in Toronto, we saw a guy get punched out in the street. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That was cool. <laughs> it's my 35th birthday, and he, then he got punched out and by security guard. Leveled him in the fucking. He, he right said it was his, it was his 35th birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then the bouncer just leveled him in uh, front of Sneaky D's. Just one hit, just knocked him right out in the middle of the street. It was awesome. Wow. And we went Sounds and saw Guttermouth. <laughs> so I got Guttermouth the show. Right before the show, yeah. The guy didn't even get to see the show. No, nope. not. <laughs> Didn't get to see Guttermouth for his 35th birthday. So I got covered with ants on vinyl the other day. Guttermouth, I'd throw that in the vault. Covered by it ants? I thought you were just covered by ants. I thought that's what you are telling me. It's like, oh, that's moving name, on, I just got record. covered by ants. What's the name of the record? Guttermouth, covered, by, covered with ants. <laughs> Good. All right, guys. Uh, our next story here. I don't have a second. Oh, Brandon, you didn't. You didn't tell us what you. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell what you would put in. Uh, okay, there. I get, try, you, got, you got a very eclectic music taste. Brandon. Well, I already yeah. said one band name. I said Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin two specifically. Two and four, I think, are good. Good companions, or just one to four. Um, I don't know. I think the whole box that dark dark side of the moon. That one's that one's just 
that's necessary. That's one you'd send to space too. That's a good space. Yeah, album. that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good space album. Yeah. And then uh, shake it up. Some King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Just and there you go. All right, rock their world there. They got like twenty albums. There we go. That's oh, Rush, <laughs> Rush, Rush Hemispheres. Rush yeah. Hemispheres. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. That's the that 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 record on Mushrooms is sweet. <laughs> That's right. we did that once in the living room and we we're just like there's so much wood everywhere <laughs> going to the trees <laughs> sweet man all right uh our next news story here comes to us from japan it says right-handed man almost masturbates to death <laughs> i don't know why they had to tell us that it's right-handed um, I want to know how I want to know how Manolis switch. got all the way to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Going all the way to Japan. This is where the uh, most of the masturbators are. I think I don't know. I don't know why it's coming from Japan. I thought they were healthy here. This, but this uh, man, he, he's in his fifties. Good for him. Still, still stroking it. Still but this wanker. guy, this guy was stroking it, and then he stroked out. He had a stroke. Wow. <laughs> his heart stopped <laughs> after his like third or fourth orgasm of the day. Yeah, wow. apparently keeps up a steady, uh, steady streak every single day. I've, I've cranked at least five a day. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> for well, sure. You might I'm think still twice alive. now. You might think twice now. You might stroke out, Tyler. I Basically, saw a funny uh, thing the other day. There was a dude. It was somewhere in England or Ireland, and it was just the headline. It was like, man arrested after drinking in pub and having 40 minute wank in bathroom <laughs> I guess he got, what did i do in coke i guess he did like a bunch of coke and went in the bathroom he was jerking off for like 45 minutes yeah, see that's too long for public if you're whacking off in public you got to get it done in like five to ten minutes <laughs> and that's that's Absolutely. your thing you're just making it last right you just gonna from experience <laughs> from experience i'm writing that down <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this guy, he had such a good orgasm. He ruptured blood vessels in his brain. Like, wow. I yeah, he's uh, he's achieving something. I didn't know, like, tantric sex could be dangerous. Yeah, because, well, you're releasing all that, like, blood. You're releasing all that pressure into your mind and into your brain. I can see that happening. He yeah. came so hard, he gave himself a concussion. The yeah. problem I'm, the problem I'm having lately... <laughs> The problem I've been having is with my little nut, it gets like sucked right up into like my into the inside, you know, like in that little hidey hole, you know, the little hidey hole. Yeah, yeah, really. little, Beehive. yeah the little hidey hole where your nuts right. can go in if they want. Right. Sometimes after I and, it, whoop, and then it's, it goes right up there. Yeah, like push back out. He's probably going back in there to do work. He's got work to do to pull himself back up again. He's got after, he's got come to me. Got a big light. You get, do you guys do this? Um, after you come, do you wonder which nut it came from, or if it came from both? <laughs> no, but I wonder what like the little I guys do. are saying to each other all the time. I wonder which one it came from. So I'm like, was that? Did it come from the right? Maybe that's why that guy's go. You can have to do some that's research. Why, like sometimes it's yellow when it comes from the one nut. <laughs> it comes from the bad one when it comes from yeah. the left one. <laughs> yeah, when it comes when it's yellow and chunky, it comes from the left one. <laughs> How do you know it's chunky? That might just be something you ate. How do you know that about Mike? <laughs> I thought that was a problem only I had. But I wonder we suffer. We suffer from the same ailment. 
drinking too much the night before. <laughs> yeah. Makes you have chunky yellow gum. <laughs> Not healthy. Yeah, it tastes like malt liquor. Looks like, it looks like mashed up bananas. <laughs> it does. You it put it on your cereal. <laughs> Roll it in your fingers and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I was like flick it at the wall and listen to it stick. Wow. I think this is the most we've talked about semen on a podcast for sure. It's definitely the most. It shouldn't be like boogers. Like and then whenever you get a healthy one, you're like, oh there. Must have went for a jog yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Look at healthy boys. Yeah. It's, a, it's all about health. But, this uh, guy was this guy coming by the fifth one? Like when he had um, the stroke, did he come? Yeah, like yeah, was he there came substance? and that's it. It basically happened at the same time. He stroked out, got like all these flash headaches, started puking. But like you think, you wonder, like going <laughs> like you know, he came and went. <laughs> he came like, and went. Do you think like other porn addicts are gonna wonder like what was he watching, man? That gave him this crazy orgasm. He stroked. I was out. gonna bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. how like heroin addicts will hear about someone overdosing and be like, I want to get that stuff. And then yeah, just, yeah. is it the same <laughs> with this? They didn't really say That's what he was hilarious. working to. That's so fucking funny. I don't know. Yeah, they should release that information. Yeah, I want to know. By the way, I got this from uh, New York Post. Always a great place for finding fucked up news stories. And there's a whole, there's, it says next to this story, it says more on masturbation. There's a whole subject line for masturbation. <laughs> there's four different stories. <laughs> more on masturbation. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey Tubin stories, because we know about that guy masturbating on a Zoom. What's that call. guy? Oh, I thought, dude, when you said moron masturbation, I thought you called, were like somebody were calling someone a moron. Not like there's more on this. I thought it was like, uh, moron like more masturbation. news. I was like, like I want to see this. Here are the top 10 masturbation news stories of the week. Yeah, pretty much. I was saying like masturbating morons. Yeah, it like, feels like, like a column in Playboy or something. That should be like a column in a Hustler magazine. Nope. Not New the York news. <laughs> Not the news. Yeah. Yeah, so I won't get into the four other masturbating news stories because uh, we don't need that. <laughs> so let's get to our main topic tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about the war on drugs and how it's kind of shaped our world, kind of for the good and the bad, going all the way back from the ancient times till now and just kind of how drugs have kind of always been around and always been part of our society and kind of what modern society is trying to do to suppress this stuff and make certain drugs available that'll kind of ruin society and make others harder to get that can help society so yeah where do we begin but uh chris uh, where, where to begin i'll take, where to I'll begin? take this one boys. <laughs> where to begin well you, I boys, you boys just sit back and relax <laughs> yeah. we can they even say like i'm drinking a beer right now i might be high on cannabis yeah and, we all have our drug like, histories we all yeah and like yeah First off, we should say that like you should be able to put whatever you want in your body. That war is stupid. You're we're our own guides. We should be able to say yes or no. Some people just don't know how to say no to the right and wrong ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was like let's take it away from there. No, that's a good point. And but uh, you shouldn't be able to put someone in a box because they put something in their body. No, yeah, I totally you could you could put them in a box because they smashed a bunch of car windows because they had something in their body. Yeah. Right. Or that's like 
or if they're committing crimes to get that's money what, to do that. If there's other repercussions and like consequences that fall to like society in general because of this person's action, then yeah, like, but that's, that's not putting them away for the drugs. That's for their own action. If they, if they did that and weren't on drugs, they still, you know what I mean? They should still exactly. go to jail. But, you but can't yeah, like, control what we put We're on drugs is just like, it's such a, it reminds <clears throat> It's just like a car spinning its tires, like the war on drugs. It does does nothing to like get to the root of the problem. Like no, you know i I had my issues with opiates, where I got I got into a car accident like five years ago, and got uh, got hooked on opiates. They weren't prescribed to me, but I had a bad back and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I started taking them, and then like throughout the years, you become so dependent on it. Like I turned to like harder street drugs because it was it would get so expensive, right? So like it ruins your life in like all these ways. And like, I was so fortunate to, to get help. And like, I, I was able to go to rehab and like learn proper coping skills and shit. But like, yeah. you know, some people don't get that. Some people aren't lucky. And I was very lucky. Like my, because of the car accident and all this lawsuit, like it was, it was funded. I didn't have to pay for it. I'd never been yeah. able to afford it. Um, but, but like that kind of shit, you're spending money on putting people in jail. You should be spending money on getting them better. Right. Exactly. Like that kind of shit. Like you like got people, lucky. People like you got people. Yeah. yeah. Like you got people like behind you. You got people that love you. It's like, that's not the case for a lot of people getting put away for drugs. They're just getting put exactly, in the cage yeah. until it's time to leave again. And you know, no progress you, has been all, made. All you know is like, and then you all, it's just a vicious cycle too. Right. Like all you know is to go back to that life. Yeah. Like some of these people and some of them are good people. Like I've met so many people. From like, from even like my days when I was buying and using, you know yeah. what I mean? Like these people aren't bad people at all. So no, it just, it right. warps like your mind, just, right? They're put in situations to put, and even me, like I've done things in my fucking state that I would never do sober. Yeah. Like bad things, whether it's stealing or fucking driving my car around fucked up or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's fucking even rewind back just to like the fact that how it started for you is that you hurt your back in a car accident. Yeah. And you were in pain. And a lot of people, when they're in pain, they either get prescribed it, the, and then they're getting prescribed like government regulated fucking. Like, I've done so much morphine in a <laughs> hospital, in a hospital setting, and right. it is a good time. It is awesome. <laughs> totally get it. Until you, totally until you overdose on it, because I've actually even overdosed on it because they gave oh, me fuck. too much. And then I, wow. I, I tripped balls on it like i was yeah they had, to, they had to fucking chain me down and it wasn't fun for my family and people to watch but no. i was having a good time for like the first <laughs> few hours 25 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 like, chris, yeah. Yeah, chris you uh like uh like you said like you didn't get prescribed this stuff so where did you start getting your hands on it whether you're like i just knew like people you don't have to I say knew. any names <laughs> yeah like I just knew people who had prescriptions and that they, I, I knew like they were selling it to other people before. So it was, it was easy for me to get. And, and then everybody's fucking mom's got somebody with I know, a fucking right? opiate, opiate back problem exactly, or shoulder dude. problem or Percocets in their purse. And then dude, like, none of them, none of the shit these. I bought was from anyone younger than like 50 years old. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. all from people who had like scripts and probably like, the doctors prescribing them like don't give a fuck because either they're old enough so it's like whatever they know what they're doing or 
or you know they just don't care and like these exactly. people are just as susceptible to fucking addiction as younger people and then they get addicted and then they're addicted to what the doctor has given them and that was kind of the point i was trying to get at was like you know the doctor is the fucking supplier and the gateway yeah, a lot of the time and then when the doctor cuts you off you're like well i know i can just go ask someone else who's had a bad shoulder yeah or yeah. like you start you start asking <clears throat> like other people or you hear like let's say you, you have someone that you use with or you buy from and then when you're out or you don't let's say those the pills aren't doing anything anymore or you want to get more like these per someone that you might use with they'll be like oh well i got a connection so you meet people like that way right like through that and then it just becomes dangerous like then at some point like the pills don't do it anymore like i was i was at one time spending probably like up to seven hundred dollars a day on this shit wow like i would yeah i went through like everything i owned i sold everything i had like i sold guitars golf clubs all kinds of shit to support the shit till i had nothing and i and i was selling it too at the same time like i'd have to sell it to make money to get it right and it got to the point where i was like i would get like 10 of these oxy 80s a day that were about 70 bucks each and uh i try to sell some of them to make up money and i do the rest but then like when that stops working or like you're still sick after taking them like you're like, what do I do? And someone's like, oh, well, fucking try fentanyl, right? Yeah, it just so yeah, that's what that's a... like the natural progression at that point because it's not easy to just stop. Fuck, but man. I, how much I, fucking how much math were you doing in your head all the time to be like, I got this many and all I the can time sell this many and then keep yeah. this many and then sell my golf clubs and then get this <laughs> many. <laughs> like that, yeah. that would stress me out enough. <laughs> more yeah, than, dude, I'd be, more I'd than be the like detox on, off the drugs, I'd be fucking. I ended up having like the pawn shop. I have like the dude's cell phone number in my phone. Like that's how much i was dealing with this guy. wow <laughs> yeah. selling shit and going to buy it back like this is that's like your classic and, story too right they're selling everything that, you that's to why buy it. that's why i've never got into crazy drugs because i uh i'm not good at math well dude you <laughs> said it though like because i'm not good at math but you said it dude like the doctors or the dealers like they're literally just prescribing heroin yeah and like, like when they're when they're giving it's you just a different food. fucking name like but yeah but the one thing i'll say i should bring up i didn't though is that like there are also like programs to, to get better too. Like you got to fucking want to get better. Some people don't, they just like the drug. And like, that's one thing, but like, like I went on a methadone maintenance program. Right. So like, instead of using, you take methadone every day. So like you don't get high necessarily, but it stops you from being sick. So at least you can get yep. every yeah. day. <clears throat> yep. So I did that for like over two years and but then did you become hooked to the methadone? Because I know. Oh, yeah. I well, know. you're addicted to methadone, right? Like yeah. you're, you're trading one for the other, but at least like you're getting that from the, the doctor every day. There's no there's no um, risk of overdose. Yeah. And it's like it's it's you're, and you're not spending your money. You're not driving yes. around downtown doing all this shit. It's just it's about exactly. being safer. Right. And yeah. that but is then, like you about. can also you can also taper down. Like when I started, I was at over 100 milligrams a day. Like. I got off it. I got down to five and then I got off it and I was feeling still a little bit of withdrawal. So I went back on and now I'm at four. So I'll be on it for maybe another month and I'll be done. Yeah. And like, that's the key okay. is tampering off. Right. Cause that's, that's where the yeah. doctors, like they just keep prescribing, prescribing, prescribing next thing, you know, boom, you're cut off. Like they don't have, yeah. Like, dude, right, I heard that, I've heard that story a million times. It's so like true. rarely will doctors just be like, all right, now you need to start to like tampering these off, you know, take these, you know, every other day now and just, don't hear anything. Yeah. It's just like a block down the yeah. street. 
<laughs> but if I could, if I could, like, if there's one general idea for in terms of like the war on drugs, it's like all the money. Like, obviously, like I said, and Tyler said too, like when someone fucking breaks the law and they're breaking shit or whatever, like that's that's a jailable offense. But like, apart from that, like the simple fucking possessions and shit yeah. and all that, like all the money that they spend on that, like put that into getting people better. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? you could, and you just educating people, and yeah, getting people better, and then educating them what to do afterwards so they don't go back to that, you know? Yeah, because like it ruins cities, right? Like fuck, and lives. Yeah. It ruins so many lives. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen it with uh, opiates recently, and just uh, the fentanyl crisis. And, stuff. Uh, and Chris, have you read a book called uh, Chasing the Scream? It's, no, uh, but it sounds really familiar. It's incredible. It's an incredible book about the war on drugs. It's this journalist who kind of, you know, goes all the way back to like when, like in the States, they started really cracking down on drugs and, and, and why it happened. Yeah. And just, and like the crack, crack epidemic and shit. Yeah. Everything from yeah. like, you know, the, you know, banning marijuana in the 30s and 40s to like, yeah, the crack yeah. epidemic. But then, like, right. yeah, he talks about all I think these, the best. Yeah. I was going to say the best movie I saw, the best documentary on that is uh, the Kevin Booth one, you know, Bill Hicks's buddy. He's got a really good, I think it's just called The War on Drugs. But that documentary went through like every drug and how the like government like knows about it, introduces it, knows the money that's going filtering through it with from as small as cannabis right to crack, you know? Yeah. And, right. and like, the government knows how to stop it, but it helps them because it funds their fucking prison systems. And especially with young, young black youth. And, and then, you know, they're dealing crack when they're 12 years old and then they know they can arrest them and then they can fucking privatize prison systems, fill up. And they're just like, that's an actual labor factory. It's It's the grossest fucking thing ever. So much deeper than people factory. Yeah. Which yeah, is basically that's what I mean. Slavery. So yeah, it's it's a it's a fucking way to get away with slavery by blaming it on a substance. Hundred percent, which is fucking disgusting. And it's good to see, like, at least there are conversations now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're having one. Be- we're having one. <laughs> yeah, we're having one. And like, you know, fucking mushrooms are being legalized. Some dopes. places, like, <laughs> just three dopes from fucking. In- <laughs> or there's there's the one place. Where was it? Fucking. Um, Portugal decriminalized all drugs. Yeah. yeah, which is how it should be. Complete yeah. decriminalization, have safe injection sites for people, have methadone clinics, and have everything yes. you need to just, just educate educate too, people. Right? Yeah. You know, exactly. starting from like little kids, like enough of this like scary propaganda stuff. Just tell the kids, like, listen, you're gonna be adults, you're gonna face this stuff. Here's what you need actually need to do. Like, you don't need to be yeah. afraid of it. Cause like it's, yeah, I think it's a good. I think I think it all, always talking to kids like they can understand you and not like placating to them. You know what I mean? I think that's important. Right? I think like like you said with drugs, that's really important too with kids. I think. Yeah, it's good. It's we're a long ways away from teaching proper drug etiquette kids, but you know it shouldn't be far <laughs> off because like it's it's part of our society whether you like it or not, and it's been part of human society for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, and it's in yep. in if yep. it, in some ways it is completely shaped our society at different what parts was, of time and sorry yeah 
Uh, I was cutting you off, Brandon. <laughs> what was your main fix, though, Chris? You were, you were an opiate. You're an opiate. Yeah, guy. it was like Percocets and Oxy. Yeah, it started with started with Percocet, then Oxy, and then yeah, like the last six months, I was using fentanyl every day. Fentanyl. Like, you you landed on fentanyl, eh? Yeah, it's got as bad as fentanyl. I was smoking it. I never, I never used no heroin. No, no heroin. Huh? No heroin. No needles. I wish I got to try heroin. Never tried heroin. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I've said that. <laughs> well, they say it's like amazing. Like fentanyl, apparently it's way stronger, but it doesn't quite feel as good. It just like yeah. fuck you up. But, you yeah, know, but well, that's so the scary one. That's if, the I, have, if I have scary. one regret in all my drug use, said I didn't try heroin. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but that's the scary one. So you, you're, and you know, it's the scary one. Cause you're a smart guy and you're seeing yeah. the new, you're seeing the news and shit. And you know, it's like that you're dealing with milligrams of like stopping your heart. Yeah. And that's how, well, that just goes to show you like how powerful it is. Right. Yeah. Like I'd be sitting there doing it being like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like I know that there's a chance like I could OD and die doing this. I don't want to hurt my family, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Like that's how fucking much it has you, kind of thing. Yeah, it's fucked. It's that's wild. Fucked. And then like going through rehab. Can like, I tell my one? Can I tell my one right. quick Percocet story? Yeah. <laughs> no, because like I've had crazy surgeries and been prescribed Percocets to actually right. deal with crazy pain, and um, and then I was out of them once. And I was still in crazy pain. And then again, asked somebody if somebody had one, somebody had one, but they didn't know what the milligram was. Gave it to me. I took it and like, I, you know, that face melting feeling, of course, (laughs) which I like, but it didn't stop and it just kept going. And like, I was like, this is too fucking deep, even when I need it. And it was part of it's a good time <laughs> and then but like same with when i overdosed on morphine in the hospital like she gave me the syringe of morphine and then looked over at the other nurse like whoops <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck whoops Shouldn't have that. i, I Wait, just I, worry now that like i just worry now that i'm gonna get into like an accident or something's gonna happen i'm gonna be in the and hospital you'll and need it, it. And, and then, then and then i do? won't be won't do anything it's gonna power it through the pain, man. It's, it's it's a mental thing, right? You just gotta get really yeah. strong mentally and just fight your way through the pain. And but I guess you really have yeah. to be strong mentally to you know keep like fighting this and not not taking drugs. I'm sure you still get yeah, the urge. I mean, you right? learn you learn coping you learn coping mechanisms too. Like I did when I went away and shit. Like when I went to the clink. Like, uh, <laughs> I like that you call. It. Actually, yeah, we should say we were gonna do this podcast like months ago, but Chris was in the clink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no but you're you're fixing yourself and you're doing good things for yourself which yeah you're, dude I, we I, all I, applaud I, you we applaud you no Absolutely. i appreciate that i know everyone's been super cool no one's you know it's been awesome so it's it's definitely a different life and i'm happier now than i've been in the last fucking long while so. fucking rad dude that's awesome man that's Thanks, great to hear any any good stories from the rehab though meet some interesting oh, characters there or what? i mean that place <laughs> yeah. was wild i'll tell you one little tiny funny thing that uh, i laugh about almost every day but Every morning you get up, right? And uh, at 8.30, they're in the original room, it's called. You sit around with like uh, like the whole, everyone that's there. So there's like 30 people, a big circle in their chairs. And you say your name, your sober date, um, and how you're feeling that day, generally how it goes, yeah. right? So I'd go, my name is Chris. I'm an addict. My sober date's whatever. And, you know, I'm feeling tired or whatever. 
And this one guy, it was his first day there, like his first morning, he comes around to him. Let's call him Jim. And he's like, my name is Jim. I'm an alcoholic. And I feel, I feel like, I feel like a beer. <laughs> <That's what he laughs> <said>. <laughs> everyone fucking laughed. Like he wasn't joking. He was being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. And everyone's fucking howling. And then he thought it was the funniest thing. So he did it every day. Because <laughs> he, he got the fucking laugh. He's like, oh, uh, this thing's working for at least another fucking <laughs> yeah. couple months. Yeah. It, was his, it was his opener for like a month. Yeah. Just by I day, that feeling. Day 10, they're not even calling on him anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what do you mean, Jim? You feel like a beer or you feel like you are a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'd be like, "You skipped me, guys. You forgot me." <laughs> you just gave me the beer line again, Chip. Yeah, there were there were some people that got kicked out for like fucking. Yeah, some, some people went fucking. Some people oh, went really? fucking in the woods. I think I asked you that when you were in there. I asked if there was any uh, hot nurses or yeah. uh, orderlies. Oh my god, was there orderlies. ever? <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> uh, serv- dude, serving scrambled eggs. Then there was another dude there who like. Uh, he'd get his methadone every day and drink it. But instead of drinking it, he'd just pretend to drink it in front of the nurses. And then he'd spit it out into like another cup. Yeah. And he'd take it up to his room and he'd stockpile like eight or nine days of spit methadone. (laughs) And then he just fucking chugged it. And he was fucking high as shit for like two days. Oh man. That's so funny. (laughs) It was fucking fun. Partying at rehab. (laughs) Yeah. He just stockpiling, you know, just like, nope, saving this sip for later. <laughs> he said that he's like, like, he's like, like Jason Allen. I'm just looking for sips. <laughs> and he said, I'm like, I'm like, that sounds gross. Isn't it like warm? Because we're there in like June. And he said he just put it, he used to put it on the air conditioner in his room to keep it cold for oh, like man. a week. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it fresh. Oh, that's yeah. so yeah, just keeping it cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I don't know if you know this story. But we were on tour in Ottawa once with Jason and Pat and Manolis and Mace and stuff. And we were all trying to go to sleep one night, and Jason would punch our legs, and then he would go through. He'd pick up every leftover candy. Like I'm just looking for sips. <laughs> <laughs> it became the funniest thing. Uh, I'm just checking for sips. <laughs> Holy fuck! Wow. <laughs> oh, he's just like Did the- find any. What? Did he find any? Oh, you know, because he's a little oh. sip in the end of a beer. Yeah, yeah. He's like a 13-year-old at a wedding, right? Just like going around yeah. sneaking all the empties of drinks. We're like, oh, go to bed, so Jason. Funny. No, I'm looking for sips. <laughs> it was like a joke. Like we do. It wasn't It wasn't an addict thing. It was a joke. Oh, it's so it funny. It was comedy. But yeah, Comedy. But, yeah, but like, yeah, Chris, what you went through, going through rehab, that's exactly what uh, everyone should be going through that gets, you know, arrested. <laughs> Instead yeah. of throwing them in jail, throw them in some sort of rehab program. 100%. Uh, 100% how agree. T- how many times were you arrested all fucked up? Um, just, just, I was just once, man. And I was, uh, nothing really happened. They, I was able to leave, like walk away. That's good. I was, cause it was in a parking lot. I was just fucked up in my car in a parking lot. Okay. Just like a knock on the window. They got me out of the car. Like the kid from Shoppers fucking noticed I was in my car, like passed out. I was, huh. I was ODing basically. And they right. fucking, he came out, called the cops and they came out and uh, like opened my door and fucking woke me up basically. And then. Might've saved your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. 
for sure saved my life. But like, there was no, I didn't have like any drugs that they could see or anything. So it wasn't like they'd give me possession. And I was just like, I'm not driving and walking home, which I did. And your car wasn't running. So they can't give you DUI. Yeah. Well, it was running. It was in a parking lot. It was running. I don't know if they could have or not, but they did it. Well, that's nice of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Again, again, though, like that's lucky. Like that could have ended very differently. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's nothing to laugh at. No, it is. We can laugh at it, of course. I laugh <laughs> at it, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's look back that's at it, man. Why we're here. Comedy heels, I just can't right? do it again. Yeah. I can laugh about it. I just can't do it. <laughs> do you think you'll yeah, be you talking about this anymore. experience on stage ever? Uh, like working it in the act? Finding the right Yeah, chance? for sure. I think you should. Yeah, I, I wrote like, I filled like half a notebook with shit from that I found funny when I was at rehab. So I'm going to turn that into some some minutes. Amazing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah that's the, the life thing experience. You said you were... You were writing a lot in rehab. You were writing a lot in rehab, and like co- comedy was there for you. Yeah, comedy's always there. It's <laughs> good old comedy. Ain't going nowhere. My dirty little girl, <laughs> um, a mistress. But anyways, uh, there. So we got we got the bad drugs. Like that's what took poor Chris down the opiates yeah. you know, being prescribed. Yeah. But there are there are good drugs out there. Beautiful well. flower though. Beautiful flower. Beautiful poppy. Beautiful. <laughs> oh dude, that was another thing. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. They had poppies on at Greenstone, like as flowers, this place yeah. I went to. <laughs> that's not smart. And there was there was a guy there that was eating the poppies, <laughs> the middle side of the poppies, trying to get fucked up. Oh my god. Wait, is, work, is that just I just a- wanted to tell you that? Is that just a myth that, like, if you eat a poppy seed bagel, you can test positive? No, I, it's happened to me, 100%. Really? 100% it's happened to me. I always thought that was, like, a weird myth or, like, something that cool kids would say in high school. Yeah. No, it's true, man. I didn't, I didn't believe it either. But when I was at the methadone clinic, like, I'd have to pee once a week. And, uh, like, I was clean for months. And one time I went in there, and she's like, yeah, you tested positive for opiates. And I'm like, there's no chance. And they retested, Wait. like... I, I pissed again. And then the guy realized I'm like, I ate a bunch of, she's like, have you had any poppies for poppy seeds? And I was like, yeah, I ate a bunch of poppy seed bagels this week. And she was like, that's why. Uh, the so damn it's true. Bagels. It can't actually happen. Anyways. But yeah, there are, those that's, uh, that's, you're right. There, there are some good drugs too, for sure. Oh, I love, we love good drugs. And, and there's also, <laughs> and there's, yeah, like there's a ex- perfect example. There's a drug that can help get you off the bad ones. Uh, by yeah, I agree. Through a very intense internal experience, right? Like yeah. it, uh, take, uh, kind of, take kind of like a moral inventory of yourself. Absolutely. Um, has that helped at all? Have you had any trips that have kind of helped you with your opiate addiction or how, like, mm-hmm. helped you like look at it in a different way? Honestly, no. I'd like to say yes, but if I'm being completely honest, no, it hasn't really. And I'm, and I'm lucky that I, cause I actually, I would be scared to be on mushrooms and think about what I could have done or what might've happened. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be, I don't, I don't think I'd want to face that, but so I've been fortunate when I've done them, that really hasn't even come up in my thoughts or thought about it. Yeah. And that you consider weird, that a bad weird. trip, right? Like if people have a bad time, yeah. have bad memories, but like, I feel like that is part of the journey. It's like, it, it's not always easy. Man. Right? Sometimes you need to go through that shit, but you obviously yeah, you need totally. to be prepared. Right. You know, you know, you know, it's like, if we're going to a party, you don't want to fall into that, but you know, if you actually want to like deal with some shit, you know, sit at home, do it, have a sitter with you and like, you can work some shit out. Like I've, it's helped me get through like, depressive depressed periods in my life and 
and just in like in weird unexpected ways just like yeah, totally just just a weird perspective on things that you could never ever get any other way it's yeah. really refreshing sometimes and not oh, only yeah. that it's just the uh like what it does to your neurons it actually heals parts of the brain it like uh connects parts of the brain pathways. that are normally connected and like creates new pathways in your uh frontal yeah. and which is why like you know if you're on mushrooms and thinking about that, you'll suddenly think you could feel it, right? It's like, oh man, I can feel right. it in the brain. But uh, yeah. like I told, Ty, in my mind. Like I told this on a podcast. Like I had this bizarre experience where I, I basically found some headless demon in my brain, and I ran up and I hugged it, and, I, and he kept trying to squirm away, and I wouldn't let him go, just to let let him know I loved him. And it made no sense, but like I started figuring out, like maybe that's just maybe that was my depression, right? And just like. Right, like, part of me might as well accept it. Yeah, like you know, did yeah, you find that helpful hug. afterwards? I did. You know, I still fall into it. Like, once did in a you while. find like a little more? You're a little, you're a little more like empathetic towards that part of you. Yeah, it it also kind of makes it. It also feels like it's not part of me. It feels like a total external force. Like well, you see it now, you see it now as this headless demon yeah. that lives in your brain. You're like, that's not depression. That's just the headless demon. That's this guy. That's again. Steve. What, what kind of shorts was he wearing? Oh, no shorts, wearing but he's pantless. <laughs> really pantless. How big was his? Did he have a dong? Uh, I don't. I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, next time, I'll check it out. Next I want to know. I want to know. I want to know if your depression has a dong. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably a short one. Does your depression have a dong? See, bring him, make him your next guest on the show. <laughs> your depression. He doesn't have a head. He doesn't have a head. Doesn't have a head. But uh, you know, I think Canada's in the right direction, uh, following suit from other countries as far as like decriminalizing and putting up programs, and they're actually starting a lot of programs de- like with psychedelics and addiction and just therapy. Which is the way it should have been. Like they, they were on the right track in the 1950s. They were using LSD to help people with depression, people with alcoholism, and they just thought it was like the like the greatest tool therapy has ever found was psychedelics. And then There's people that go and take ayahuasca to quit smoking. Same thing, yeah. And you know that's yeah. a huge industry now, which is a good and a bad thing in different ways. Yeah, people have more access to it, but it's also. An ancient tradition that's kind of stepped on and worked over. And yeah, it's not quite capitalized as sacred. People on. doing it as like a party trick. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's so you got much like the Kardashians going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of hippies ruined it in the '60s. You know, all the stuff leaked <laughs> out of the lab. You know, it had potential, but it, that's the thing. Like all these cultures that have used these kind of substances, they have tradition. They have thousands of years of understanding and like passing down tradition to different shamans or medicine men or whatever these people in the 60s they just like they just got their mind blown they didn't know what they were dealing with right they have no path right you know it it led people down some preparation in that warped society preparation right yeah like more than people think it's like that time period like the mid to early 60s at least until the like early 70s when the the drug war really kicked into high gear and just everything was just labeled it's like a dangerous drug, but like if just that time period alone, there's so much liberation and so much art and just music that just exploded into the world. Like people, like visionaries and like uh, uh, Silicon Valley and stuff. A lot of people credit their 
time grown up in the swing in 60s or the just right just yeah or was that the 20s the swing in 20s i don't know it's, no it was, it was the roaring 20s the roaring, the roaring 20s. 20s but yeah you know 60s, yeah. It, it's doing yeah. something but like in the right setting you know the right time and having understanding is the key behind it so i think there's well, a we lot should of all do mushrooms too we, we probably well, we, should yeah we should yeah, we should all do that if you guys want yeah, no, we're all okay. We kind of did a little bit there, Chris, when we were shooting our TV show. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to be directing. Um, yeah, and I did. And I did. You directed the hell out of it. Microdose. Microdose. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how much you took on that set till someone told me, and I looked at the footage after, and just like the look Chris, on your face. Not me, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember which one was that. What scene was it? Um, the uh, same coffee, coffee. See? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. My, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just uh, a moment where you look at the camera and your eyes are just pitch black, <laughs> 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 and you're just smiling. You're just smiling. I was feeling like a little groovy. I was having a good time. <laughs> no one else knew but Chris. That was right such on. a fun day. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, and I was going to say, Brandon and Chris, do you think that we are about to, like, go into a decade of, like, you know, people are going to be exploring their minds and consciousness, I think, after this year or two of isolation and shit? What do you guys think about that? I, I think so. I think you're right. You know, I think psychedelics are really taken off, which, you know, could be a bad thing again, like ayahuasca for example what's happened there yeah but like with treatment centers opening and stuff like that and places you can go and take the stuff safely that should be available for everything you should be able to legalize all drugs you should be able to go to a center and just take heroin safely totally clean yeah and like it doesn't have to be free it could be pretty cheap but like yeah. have it in a place I, where I might, if that's the case i might pencil in an afternoon yeah, <laughs> totally. i'll just run through them all man just pencil in an afternoon yeah because none of these things are the all guys the i can't can do monday i am doing heroin <laughs> all these things can be dangerous hey, you want to go yeah, yeah. do it in like, moderation reminds me of tom uh Tom O'Donnell's joke. Go and grab a couple of arm beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, uh, we we got five minutes left on but this yeah, combo. You, so we'll, uh, I think um, we'll, we'll wrap up the main topic. Uh, Chris, yeah. we're happy that you've come through rehab, a, a better man and you're feeling healthy and you're yeah. feeling good. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, we're happy yeah. for you. Um, thanks bud. War on drugs, it's a, it's a battle, but I think we're winning. I think we're coming out the other end. We're winning. I think we're winning. Um, yep. And but, uh, it we, does fucking ruin people's lives. It sure can. Sure does. But anyways, if there's anything that might save our lives, it might be the aliens. So let's get into our UFO news. Going to wrap this nice up. Nice segue. Yep. So UFO news, boys. Uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with the news lately, Chris, uh, all this talk of disclosure and like releasing of all these videos and Pentacon files. Uh, what do you think? Chris of is all a this? Blink, he's a Blink-182 fan. He's been paying attention. Yeah. I do. I just, just that, that there's been like, oh, I'm so documents. sorry. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> I hope uh, that when the aliens come, that's what they say. We bring, say. <laughs> we bring, we bring up Tom DeLong more than Brandon would like. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. 
<laughs> okay, to answer Brandon's question, what do you know about the aliens? <laughs> yeah, yeah you keep it up to date. Most people don't. <laughs> no, I mean not really. Just not 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 as much. Enlighten me. Tell me. All right, just things that are rolling in. So, like most recently, they like the U.S. just came out with a big, the big report, all all fucking nine pages of it, uh, basically of all their military organizations talking about what they know, uh, which is not a lot. Apparently, they don't know what it is. They definitely have a lot of cases that they are unexplained, and they have some crazy footage that, God, we hope leaks one day. Like they said. They were talking about a 23-minute video of just one UFO of jets chasing. And it's like, this video is so wild. Like, it's just, it's the game changer. Like, we'll need to, as like, like, I don't no know. No one else has seen it? Like, the public hasn't seen it? No, no. Um, has Tom seen it? Has Tom DeLong seen it? I don't know. He's probably seen it. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a character. Uh, there's a character. in. See, I, I think Tom DeLong is like being just like pushed around by a bunch of CIA disinformation agents, right? They're just feeding right. him what he wants to hear, and he right. just sounds ridiculous <laughs> to the public. But it's kind of backfired in their face because everyone's <laughs> kind of paying attention to him now. He sounds better than that other guy with the fedora and the beard. Yeah. Who's that? I like I like Tom better than fedora beard. <laughs> Or beard. Oh, uh, Jeremy Corbell. Your ca- cowbell. Your cowbell guy. Yeah. Cowbell. Who's that? Uh, it's just he's a UFO filmmaker, makes documentaries, and they always end up okay. being about himself in the end. And he's just, he's kind of a dink, but he, he has been re- releasing a lot of good footage. Like a lot of the stuff that's ending up on the news, he's get because he's like trusted in the community. So, like, people that were on this uh, uh, US Omaha, which is a big ship off of California, big battleship, whatever. They had this crazy experience over weeks where they're getting spheres and triangles and disc and egg-shaped crafts just surrounding their ship. And like like they would just like sit up in the sky for like days on end, right? It's not not a drone or anything. They would dip wow. in and out of the ocean. So most of the footage of that is totally classified, but people, you know, are pulling out their cell phones when they're on a the ship, right? And getting the little videos so they're able to send that to this guy, Jeremy, and he's the one that leaks them. So it's like, you know, everyone complains like, oh, it's such shitty footage. It's like, well, they're doing their best. Like, there's real yeah, like, what somewhere. You want? Like, we can't get to it. Yeah, We might be able well, to one I, day. I want, some good, I want some good 4K footage. When I see it, I want to see it shot well. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's going not to be like It's not like it's on a VCR. Yeah. Are Corbell are Corbell and DeLong friends? Are they butts? I don't know. They got I think they got budding egos, those two. Their heads are just they can't <laughs> fit in the same room together. Yeah. I think Tyler just loves bringing up Tom DeLong to piss Brandon off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate yeah, the guy. He's just he's been <laughs> sent for a fucking loop. It's a little it's a little bit we've been running for the last yeah. little while. <laughs> Oh, but what's, really? your other, what's your other news, Brandon? Anyways, uh, the, the latest thing that's happening is uh, it's, Har- it's a Harvard-led research group uh, put together by, what's his name? There's a famous um, Harvard ast- astrophysicist named Dr. Avi Loeb, and he's come out recently in the news. He's been talking about that, umel- that remember that umel-mel thing that came through, like the edge of our solar system there? It's like hey, this long... Long, flat, cigar-shaped thing. Um, oh, yeah, I heard about that. 
Yeah. And most scientists just like brushed it off, called it like a weird comet, essentially. But like, <laughs> all, the pro- comet. But, like all its actions, all its properties, none of it made sense. And this Dr. Abby Loeb's the only guy who came out saying like, this is like, a, this is like some kind of alien artifact. Like this is some kind of probe. Like it's not acting natural. So he's the head of this new program called the Galileo Project. So this is a Harvard-led project where they're trying to get like the like actual evidence of UAPs and physical evidence and like super clear like 4K footage. Like they're setting up all these crazy satellites and like telescopes everywhere to like try and Galileo know, Project. Galileo Project, yeah. And look it up. So not only are they checking like the edge of the, the, the cosmos, right? Where the that's that's where this umau mau thing came in, right at the edge of our solar system. Um bow bow. Um bow bow. So they're checking for more yeah, things. Sounds like, like that. the soundtrack to like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're also checking for things in our own atmosphere. So that's just that's kind of leads you to think like, what do they know? Like it's right. like, do, are they at the point where they're like confident that there are ships and things floating around in our atmosphere all the time that they should pay attention to? Like, for instance, like there's a radar system like the U.S. uses. It's like an early warning missile system, right? Back in like the 60s okay. when the Cold War was happening. So they had all these missile systems so you can detect things coming. Those still run today. Those are obviously up to date. But they have apparently a giant record just spanning decades of just like unidentified objects, things like shooting across the sky at like 3,000 miles per hour. They have no explanation for just like erratic movements. Yeah. And they just, they have so much that they just don't know what to do with it. And it happens so often. They're just like, they just file it away. Just like, here's another one. Just like, why is like, why haven't they been it's talking? Probably about this? been happening for the length of time. Like, it's probably yeah. always. If you look at any point in time where there's record, people have probably recorded some sort of alien or UFO or bright light in the sky. You know, it's yeah. all there. It's always there. But most people do very poorly, and you know, this, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's poorly. Group. They call it God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these uh, these videos people put out and complain. Oh, it's shaky. Oh, it's just a blurry light. It's just like, well, your cell phone's only so good, right? <laughs> There's only so much yeah, you like, could do. Well, I'd be I'd be way more skeptical if someone was set up for filming it. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I was set up taking pictures of uh, the sky. I was in Newfoundland years ago. I was a tour guide, and behind this hostel, middle of nowhere, so the sky is nice and clear, and I'm getting shots and uh, the coast coastline's right in front of me and the ocean's right there. there's all these big cliffs and stuff and i see these two lights coming real low behind the tree line like on the other side of the cliff so they're coming over the ocean right. and it just looks like a plane like a real low flying plane and uh and then i see it come out and there's just two bright lights together still looks like a plane helicopter whatever then they just one starts kind of separating like going like one slows down one keeps pace so they're like spreading apart now. So it's like that's that's weird. It's like it's two it's two flying objects. So one completely right. stops, and then the other one that's still moving just kind of fizzles out, the light just disappears. I'm like, okay, okay. And then this light just sat up there for like the next two hours, didn't move, didn't change direction, just sitting up in the sky, sat there. But like, I was ready with a professional camera. 
and I still my pictures are still shitty. You don't know what it is. It just looks like a star. So it's like even when you're there ready with like the right equipment, it's just like it's you're not gonna get the pictures you hope. Yeah, I was like, how far away? Do you, how if you had to guess, how far away would you think it was? Um, probably over a kilometer for me, like out over the ocean. Okay. Right. And I was like, I was yelling at all the people at the hostel to come look at it, hoping it would do something else, but it didn't. They're like, and no, I, we're having weird German sex. Yeah, <laughs> I'm missing out on that for UFOs. <laughs> no. Come join us, Brandon. <laughs> it's like, no, man, it might move. Guys, Guys I gotta get UFOs out here. Yeah, I would no. totally. Yeah, if I no. had to choose, yeah, between a crazy uh, German orgy or seeing a UFO, I'd take UFO any day. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Chris, have you seen any UFOs? Before well, we my sister says she has, though. Yeah? What, yeah, Marie, my sister Marie. She's just, she's always been terrified of UFOs. She had, like, <laughs> like dreams of them coming into her room. Oh, so she might be she might be an abduction victim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. She doesn't have any like experiences, but um, I remember one time like we woke her up. She was. What if people knew that these were real? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but like I remember one time, um, my parents found her in the middle of the night, just like standing on the back porch, like looking up in the sky. Wow. And she was like sleepwalking or what they thought at the time she was like sleepwalking. And she says she's had dreams where they're in her room. Yes. Dude, that falls in line with like very common alien abduction stories. Of just, she's, when she, she was a child too. Especially when she was a kid. Now. She actually, she has a podcast. Um, not to cross promote another no, no, pl- no, plug your sister's podcast. But she does. It's called Paranormal. And she, okay. she's actually, she had like a... Mike was on. Her on. She had like should... Deborah DiGiovanni on it, a couple other people. But they also get her on like, this podcast. They tell like crazy sure. stories, either about like paranormal or about like my sister is obsessed with like UFOs. Like she's scared. Uh, she's more scared yeah, than like, interested that. in them. Like terrified, actually. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing: the fact that she's scared of them. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's did not they like do she like, wants to find more about them. Like, she doesn't want anything to do with them. Like, oh, great! Yeah. I should get her on here yeah, and t- talk to her about the UFO experience or the abduction experience. Yeah, you guys should talk to her. I should link you up with her. You guys yeah, for sure. Brandon wants talk, to talk. But yeah, to so her. I haven't personally, but I'm I'm definitely open. Like I'm not cynical. I'm like, fuck, man. I, they, they looked in. Someone, they looked in Chris. Trump, like, tells me a story. What's that? <laughs> they looked in Chris's room and he's just there tugging his little wiener. Like, no, <laughs> let's go for the sister. <laughs> <laughs> he's stroking it. What if people knew that these were me? Tom has sex with guys. <laughs> yeah, you were listening to Blink-182. They're like, we can't abduct him. The guy already knows. The guy already yeah. knows. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I haven't had any experiences. I wish I had. Um, it's not too late, man. Do you have, do you have, can I ask you something? It's kind of off topic, but do you have any, um, do you have any like favorite UFO movies or anything that you really like? Oh, like sure. Fire in the Sky or anything? Fire in the Sky is a great one. Uh, Close Fire Encounters, one of my favorite. obviously. So I'll, I'll answer for Brandon. E.T.'s his favorite movie, but not his favorite alien movie. That's true. I get that. I can get behind that. I can yeah. get behind that because there's no aliens that are living as their form, so it's unrealistic kind of, but I still like it. Yeah. And, I can uh, get behind that. Brandon that movie Arrival, e. too. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Arrival? 
Yeah, that's a good one too. Okay. And there's I always, a, I always liked Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks <laughs> is hilarious. There's a really cheesy one uh, starring Christopher Walken uh, called Communion. It's it's about like this real guy's account of like being abducted and going through the whole thing. But like, I'm writing these down. I want to yeah. watch this. Oh, I, you you probably find it on YouTube. But there's yeah. a hilarious Communion. scene. Yeah, there's there's if not there's just a bunch of ridiculous scenes on YouTube. But yeah, uh, just lots curious. Of good ones. I was just curious. Oh, there's yeah. lots of good ones. What about you, Ty? You got any alien movies you like, or you have home movies? Uh, Mars Attacks. Right. Oh, yeah. Mac, it, Mac and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you never have you seen that one, Chris? No. Oh yeah. Put, write Mac that down. and me. Never. Write it down. All right. Uh, it was McDonald's. Like, it was McDonald's version of ET. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Are you it, serious? It's yeah, uh, it, was, it was a McDonald's promo movie. Jesus. There's a big scene at McDonald's. Wow. Yeah. No, best sorry, sorry to hijack your podcast. You, I didn't no, no, we talk questions. about we talk <laughs> about movies all the time. No, we want oh, okay. our guests to ask questions. And a lot of stuff on this podcast goes back to movies. Brandon and I are both film students. Right. Um yeah, yeah, so many end of the world movies. movies. Um I like I don't know. I like all the men in black movies. I'm looking over at my VHS wall. <laughs> like, what do I have? Men, men in black so good. Um, I have a lot of alien movies over there. Men in Black's a really good alien movie. I forgot about that one. Yeah, and it seems like that would be real. Like, and I like, and I know we got to wrap this up because we have another meeting. But all my right. my whole thing is fucking. We all just got vaccines. Some of us did. Yeah. I really hope that that vaccine isn't a fucking Men in Black shit that we so we don't remember or see the aliens. Oh man, that's been my and I've talked about it on the podcast already, but I'm just saying it again. It I like we need one of our buddies to just not get vaccine so he can be the one who sees aliens. You're talking to him, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, buddy. Just you tell us what happens. Tell us about the aliens. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll sacrifice. I'll do it. <laughs> It's just going to be Chris and a bunch of conspiracy nuts. She's like, they're here. <laughs> Why can't anyone see them? <laughs> uh, we're doomed. We are doomed, doomed. fellas. We are doomed. Uh, let's uh, thank you so much for coming out, Chris. Dude, thank you guys. Finally so fucking getting to do it. We've kind of yep. put it off and uh, we're so happy for you. And we think you're the best. And thanks for being so fucking honest about all this shit, man. And that takes a yeah. lot of courage too. And that's why you're rad because you're honest. You're like, hey, you know, yeah, fucking, I don't like I don't no effects. About it. I just, I'm, I'm done lying. You know what I mean? I did that for years, so like, I'll just tell the truth now. But I don't, I don't mind doing it. I'm in a good place. So yeah. But thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for talking about all that. And that was a blast. Lots of laughs and. uh Let's. Uh, I hope to see you guys again soon in person. Like, uh, sure. like no Seen effects around. said. You know, drugs are good, and we do them. People think you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words to live by, Shaz. All right, we'll no, uh, get help if you need it. We'll attach all the help phone lines to the links in this comment in this podcast. And uh, thanks for coming. We're doomed, Brandon. You can sign off now. Oh, we're doomed.